Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray that you know that God's with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, Lent is a time when we turn to God. It's a time that we examine our hearts. Uh, We could think about Lent as a spring cleaning for our heart and for our relationship with God. For some, it can be starting again. Maybe uh, you've been committed in your walk with God and then for various reasons, you've let God slip away. You have walked away from what the, the relationship that God calls you to and you might be to blame for that. It could be just circumstances that, that caused you to fall away. You might have just found yourself one day far away and you never really chose to be away. I meet many people who say that. It's not that I decided not to believe in God. It's just that somehow it slipped away. So Lent can be a time when we become more serious about our relationship with God again and come back to God. For others, it's a time to go deeper in our relationship with God. It's to grow in maturity because our relationship with God means to become deeper and deeper. Then for some, it's a time when we have engaged in serious wrong for us to come back to God and to ask God's forgiveness and then to go on in our relationship with God, knowing that God gives completely, totally, utterly, absolutely uh, holding on to nothing. Well, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 19, we read a fascinating uh, scripture that's all about Lent, we might say. And let's read this, and it's from Matthew, chapter 6, verse 19, and it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your heart is there, your heart will be also. Now, Matthew is using a technique in a sense when he writes like that there's this dualism, you might say, or comparison between what's happening on earth and what happens in heaven, uh, we we could say. So if we were to break them together and we were to put the two bits together about heaven, the two bits together about uh, earth, we might read it this way. It, it, we might read and say, do not store up, store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. On earth, moth and rust consume what you have stored up, but in heaven, neither moth nor rust consumes what you've stored up. On earth, thieves break in and steal, but in heaven, thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what Matthew is doing is he's comparing what what happens on earth and what happens in heaven. In other words, there's a transitory nature to our earthly experience where our life with God starts now, but goes into eternity. Now, when we read this at first, we can think it's speaking of wealth, of money and the material goods that we have here on earth. And well, you can read it that way and it's often read that way. In many ways, it's a narrow interpretation of the passage. Uh, Sometimes this passage is used to beat people up who have stuff, who are wealthy. 
and uh, with the wrongful suggestion that somehow material goods, that having money is a bad thing. Well, that's clearly false. Jesus never said that if you read the Scriptures. Uh, in the Scriptures, we can read stories of Jesus and His disciples going around proclaiming the gospel, the good news, as it was called then, around. And the Scriptures tell us that there were people of financial means who travelled with them who met the cost that Jesus had. So in other words, if those people of financial means didn't have the financial means they did, Jesus couldn't have done the ministry that He did. Read the Scriptures, it's right there for us all to see. The issue that Jesus has with wealth is not, is not wealth itself, but does wealth replace God in our life? When we have no financial means, we have to be reliant sometimes on the very things that, that we have to be reliant in a sense. We're more dependent to throw ourselves upon God and say, God, help me. Whereas when we do have the financial means, we can go, well, I can get this covered. What Jesus is talking about in these Scriptures, in Scripture, when it comes to wealth is, do you have wealth or does wealth have you? Uh, and this passage of scripture can read like that, but it is, but it, but it is, it, it means much more. It's far more accurate to read this passage as a radical challenge by Jesus to people like you and me, calling for the whole reorientation of our whole life towards God. Did you hear that? It's more accurate uh, to read this as Jesus saying, I want you to reorientate the totality of your life. Because Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So the identification of what a person's treasure is, the location of one's treasure turns out to be a matter of a person's total self. In other words, as it says in verse 21 that we read, it's a question of the heart. What has the central place in our life? What is the things that we treasure? Where your heart is, is where your most important things in life are. And these can be all kinds of things and they're not just money. It could be our self-image. It could be. We could be really concerned about what people think about us, how they think about us, what they say about us. And that so dominates us. We've all met people like that, haven't we? Who are so worried about what people have to say about them that that, that dominates who they are. It could be what we have. It could be money. Some people uh, chase after power, whatever that power is, whether it's linked to, to wealth or whether that's linked to position, but power because, well, look at what I have. And people seek power. That's their treasure. Some people, it's their looks or their personality. They treasure those things tremendously. Some people tre uh, treasure their position in the world. Some people treasure where they draw value from. Some people treasure their time of quiet and private and alone and being with no one. Uh, in other words, there can be a tre our treasure can be that place where we, in a self, in a sense, are selfish, and it's that place, the our heart, that this scripture is talking about, that can replace God. In other words, uh, these can be treasures that push God out of our life, and so the storing up of treasure in heaven is the aligning of our life. That's what it is, the aligning of our life to God and living according to God's will, uh, both here on earth and in the life to come. So let's read this passage again, if we put it together. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. On earth, moth and rust consume what you have stored up, but in heaven, neither moth nor rust consumes what you have stored up. 
on earth thieves break in and steal, but in heaven thieves do not break in and steal. From where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Lent is this time when we examine our hearts and we turn to God and we ask ourselves, where is my treasure? Where are you replacing God in your life? Lent is that question. Where are you placing God in your life? And so where, and, and so the need to turn to God and to ask His forgiveness. Maybe you've got to make some changes in your life. Maybe you have to remove temptations where you've replaced God with your thoughts, with the things you have, with the things you do, the position you have. Something not everybody would know, but I'm doing another series that, that a lot of people are doing called Lose Weight, Get Fit with the Catholic Guy. I decided this year, year that I was going to lose weight. And I said on a daily devotional some time ago, if you want to lose weight with me, why don't you come and join me? And I'll send you something every couple of weeks. And I just never thought as many people would that have signed up to do that with us as well. And I remember in the second episode, there's only been a couple of episodes because it hasn't been going for too long. But in the second episode, I remember saying this when it came to food, you know, to food. If, if, if it is not in the house, I don't get tempted and eat it. But if there are things in the house, I go, I won't eat that. When I go to the pantry and look, I think I'll eat that. When I go to the fridge, oh, I think I'll eat that. But if it's not there. And so sometimes what we have to do is root out of our life, take out of our life those things that cause us to replace God as the centre of our life and that we have to replace and take out of our life the temptations to put our treasure in a place, the central part of it, that is, that is not God. We have to take those away. So where in Lent are there changes that you need to make in your life to root out? Uh, that's what Lent's all about. It's about going deeper in our relationship and in our love life with God. Loving Father, we thank You today that You're with us. Allow us to experience Your presence more deeply day after day after day. And Father, we make this prayer in the Name of Jesus through the power of Your Holy Spirit. Hey, thank you for being with us. See you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you. Thank you for walking this daily devotional journey through Lent with Bruce Downs and the team. We are praying for you in this holy season. If this podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to share it with others. You can connect with us on social media. And if you would like access to more content, head to our website at brucedowns.org.